Welcome into another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net, and your host for the WSN podcast. Let's help save lives on Wisconsin roads and eliminate crashes. Join the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's new campaign, Buckle Up, Phone Down. Commit to always buckle your seatbelt and put your phone down while driving every trip, every time. Take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Big thank you to the Wisconsin Department of Transportation for sponsoring our WSN podcast. And it's a great one today as we are into August. High school football is underway. Practices are officially started. It is football season. It is a new season of high school sports in general. It's very soon over the next couple weeks. All the other fall sports will get underway and we will be off and running. Summer is over for those of us involved in high school sports. My, uh, my wife always gets mad at me when I tell her that Summer ends the 4th of July, basically, uh, because like so many people, you know, August has meant football for me for uh, for so many years out of my life. 15 years covering high school football at WSN, you know, high school itself when I was in high school meant uh, football in August. Um, so it, it's football time. Summer's over. Let's uh, Let's get right to it. Uh, and let's get right to our show today. It is a great one. We have a conversation coming up in just a moment with two uh, really great coaches, really great people, really great uh, ambassadors for the game of football in Wisconsin, and and two people that I'm lucky enough to call great friends as well. Former Lancaster coach John Hoke, seven state champions, uh, ch- championships won with the Flying Arrows, and former Homestead coach Dave Keel, who won six state championships with the Highlanders, both retired in the last couple years. And we're going to talk to them about what went into that decision, you know, when they knew it was the right time, talk to them about what it was like when they did step aside, you know, how, how, uh, how things felt when they got to August that first year after retiring and it's football, it's football weather, it's football season, it's football talk. How difficult was that? Um, and, and kind of catch up with where they are at now as well as both moved out of their communities uh, essentially right away and have gone on and are still involved in in different things. Um, And so we'll get an update on what they're doing, where they're at, and uh, just a great conversation with two great people that have done so much for so many student-athletes at Lancaster and Homestead, respectively, but also football in general. Both have served as presidents in the past of the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association. Both still are very involved Coach Keel MCs the All-State Banquet and the Hall of Fame Banquet every year. Coach Hoke still involved as the Hall of Fame Chairman, uh, involved with the banquet, the excuse me, the uh, the clinic itself, um, in all aspects of the WFCA as well. So great to catch up with those guys. We're going to get to them in just a minute. But a reminder, if you have not, if you're listening to this, I have to think you are following along at wisports.net and uh, what we've been doing recently. We wrapped up our player rankings, our football player rankings in July, got started very quickly on conference previews. We're up over 20 conference previews now, actually, I think 25 maybe, uh, conference previews that we have done so far with a recap of last year, predicted order of finish, players to watch, a breakdown of every team. You can find all of that on wisports.net. Busy, busy time as we're cranking out preseason information. Next week, we will have our preseason watch list for our Senior Football Awards as well. Uh, The week after that, we'll get into a little bit more of a regular week rhythm where we'll have some preview information for week one. 
Very, very excited to have our Game of the Week return this year, sponsored by Quick Trip and as well, the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin are on board as a sponsor of that great uh, great campaign that we're doing where you'll get a chance to have a say in what game I go to each Friday night, what you think is the biggest game in the state, and again, the one that I will go to. As I said on Twitter the other day, I want to go to Superior. I want to go to an MPS game. I want to go as far as I can and see different places and different teams that I have not seen before. Loved the trip to Hurley last year. It was about four hours. Don't care. It was an awesome experience. The people at Hurley were great. Had so many great games that we uh, that I was able to see last year. Started in week one. If you remember, Franklin went on the road and uh, beat Appleton North on essentially a Hail Mary in the final seconds. And that was our opening game for the game of the week. And, and what a way it was to start it. And looking forward to many, many more this year as well. We're excited. Players are excited. Everybody's optimistic about what is coming up here at the start of the high school football season. However, it's not all puppy dogs and rainbows, unfortunately. Um, news this week uh, that two programs have had to drop already. Dominican and St. John's Northwestern Academies, unfortunately, are canceling their varsity season. Both, I believe, intend to play JV this year. And then um, we thought maybe Pius was going to be in, in trouble. They were trying to decide what they were going to do. They waited a little bit to see how many kids they had come out. They're going to give it a go, which is awesome. Uh, and hopefully they have enough to finish out a season as well. West Dallas Central is a team that forfeited last year all year and, and played uh, a JV-only schedule. They are back. There was a little bit of concern about what they were doing, but, uh, but they are back and going to be playing varsity football. Um, so that's good news. Some more bad news, though. Xander Rockow, who we had as our second-ranked senior in our updated class of 2023 player rankings, outstanding two-way star from Regis, committed to Minnesota as a preferred walk-on. He is going to miss his senior season uh, due to injury uh, that, that happened before the season even got started. So not the, not the way we wanted to start, but certainly wish him the best. And uh, you know, looking forward to, to him getting a shot there at Minnesota. So again, all kinds of stuff going on in high school football, especially right now. You're not going to want to miss a thing. Make sure you head over to wisports.net. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at TravisWSN. Make sure you get your WSN Extra subscription so that you can read all about what's going on in high school football, all these conference previews, all of our player rankings, all of the postseason previews that will come out. And you might have seen Mark Miller is updating his player rankings for boys basketball as well has released updated player rankings for the classes of 23, 24, and today, the class of 2025. That's all included in your WSN Extra subscription, $60, best value that you will find out there for any kind of subscription service related to, hell, sports in general, but especially high school sports, and especially high school sports in the state of Wisconsin. Let's, uh, let's get to our conversation, though, right now. We're going to bring on head coach... Uh, former head coach at Lancaster, John Hoke, and the former head coach at Homestead High School, Dave Keel. All right, welcome back for today's interview on our WSN podcast. Very honored and excited to join in uh, our, our two guests on the podcast today, legendary head coaches in the state of Wisconsin that have recently stepped aside. First of all, Lancaster head coach John Hoke, winner of seven state championships, had a career record of 327 and 117. 
Coach Hoke, we appreciate you joining us on the WSN podcast and uh, in taking some time out of your volunteering that you'll do. We'll talk about a little bit later, but uh, again, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's great to be here, Travis. And it's great to be with another outstanding individual that you have with us today. Well, let's introduce our next guest as well. Dave Keel, former head coach at Homestead High School, winner of six state championships, 292 games overall, retired down to Georgia and uh, and joining us here. Coach Keel, again, thank you very much for taking some time. It was great to see you at the uh, WFCA clinic this year as you got back. And uh, again, thanks for taking some time today. Absolutely, Travis. Good to be with you and good to see John again. Uh, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association, all John does for our association is spectacular. And uh, Travis, you've been very integral in that as well. Thank you guys both for everything you do, have done, and continue to do. Much appreciated. Well, one of the reasons that we are able to have this conversation today is that you both have stepped down, resigned, and retired as head coaches, at least in the last couple of years. And, and that's kind of where I want to start, you know, that decision to step aside and, and how you know that it's the right time. Uh, Coach Keel, let's maybe start with you because you had stepped aside before 2020 at uh, at Homestead after a very successful run. How did you know it was the right time? What went into that decision to call it quits when you did? Good question, Travis. I've been contemplating it for a while. And I think when uh, when COVID hit, and I recognized all of the things that were going to be occurring uh, in the day-to-day running of a, a school, a program, uh, the entire situation. It just didn't make any sense to try to handle that from outside the, the school system. So it just made sense to me, you know what, someone needs to, who is tight in the program, in the school every day, needs to handle this. It just was the right time. I was contemplating, I was going to stay one more year, and I thought, you know what, one more year, that'd be great. I'd love to do it. Love the kids, but with this situation, I'm not the best person to do that right now. So it was a fairly straightforward decision for me uh, to go ahead. That year, 2020, uh, kids couldn't get in the locker room. Kids had a, it, it was just a just a mess. And to be able to handle that from outside was something that was not good for kids. So it made sense to step aside. Had you thought about it previously, and if so, what? Uh you know, in those previous discussions or or thoughts or conversations made it, uh, you know, at that time, not the right time and that you stayed and, you know, continued on? Or is it something that you really hadn't thought about until you made that final decision? No, I thought about it over the years. Um, I had made, uh, I had had a conversation with, when I stepped away from the classroom, I had a conversation with superintendent and he said, hey, coach as long as you want. And I had a great staff and kids were fabulous. So I enjoyed it, kept me young, kept me in the game. And I absolutely loved every day. Uh, had some good success on the field. Players were spectacular. The coach was spectacular. But I knew it was getting close to, to the end. And so actually pulling the final uh, final or making the final decision was was a challenge. I wasn't sure I, I, I enjoyed it so much. I wanted to stay with it. But with with uh, again, like I said, the pandemic coming in, uh, it just wasn't uh, it wasn't in the cards to stay with it. So it made sense. And, and I'm, I didn't, don't regret doing that. Um, bonuses, we were able to move to to uh, Georgia to hang out and be with our grandkids. We have two down here. We don't get to see enough. Now we get to see them every week. In fact, they're going to be here this weekend. So it's uh, it's a spectacular win-win, all things considered. And and the program is in great hands. Uh, they haven't missed a beat. They're doing a great job up there. Coach Hoke, uh, you retired after the COVID season. How much did the challenges that year presented play into when you decided 
to retire and step aside at Lancaster? Well, I know that the first first uh, thing was the summer before I finally gave it up. After that was uh, our, our we were so restricted in the weight room. We were able to get in, but you could only bring in ten athletes at a time. Um, the superintendent, even though I did most of the weight room, the superintendent wanted to give the coaches who missed out on an opportunity of making money in the spring the chance to coach. So they opened it four hours in the morning and four hours at night, two different coaches, and it was great. I would sneak in and step in there, but it wasn't the same. And that kind of started the real ignition. I knew that uh, the initiative of, of thinking about retiring, I knew that someday it would come. You just never kind of probably like Dave, you never you think about it, but it goes off pretty quick. And when you, especially when you get into the season, it 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 went. And then uh, what really boiled down to is my wife retired, and uh, it was kind of crazy. We had our house up for sale. I had a place to live, which I did live the last like seven eight months down there with a friend of mine uh, that lived that was single and owned a house, and uh, so. She, we, all of a sudden we sold our house, we bought a house and uh, it was time to move back up north where, you know, she went away from all of our family uh, for over 40 years living down in Lancaster. And it, it was time to give her some time to do some of the things that she wanted to do too. Shelly's a, a great, uh, not only a partner for you at Lancaster and, and obviously in your life, but a great part of the WFCA as well. It's always great seeing her uh, when, when some of those WFCA events uh, come around. Um, so the first year after you retire, you took off completely. You didn't coach, you didn't do anything. What was that like? What was August like when football got started again? You're getting, you know, the weather, you're getting all of those, the feels of football. What was it like that first year without it? Well, it was, it was unique. I, I, you know, my wife and I talked about, we would go visit, you know, some of these schools that play that you, you know, get to watch somebody else play and just enjoy the football game. And we loved doing that. And so, you know, one of the first ones I went up and I, I went up and I saw Bruce Larson, he was playing at Somerset Emerson, uh, playing Ellsworth. And, I, you know, he, he passed uh, this past spring. And, but I was glad to see him play one time and, and coach and he comes walking down, I'm down on the sideline. You know, I couldn't stay up in the stand. So I walked down the sideline and he said, what are you doing here? So I just doing what my wife and I wanted to do is to come down and go to some game and watch somebody. I mean, I watch a great game between Grand and Ellsworth or Grand, excuse me, um, Eau Claire Regis. And uh, that was kind of it. But as far as, Missing it, yeah, I missed it, but I didn't miss it, you know, and uh, it was kind of unique. I missed it enough that I, I'm stepping back in this fall with uh, volunteering, so. We'll get to uh, what's next for you or what you're doing now in just a minute, but let's uh, let's check in with Coach Keel. And, Coach, when you stepped aside after uh, 2019 prior to 2020, what was that experience like for you as you took off uh, for the first time in, what, 50 years, the first time you didn't have some kind of football. Easy, in, easy in there, young fella. <laughs> probably, uh, probably, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think uh, it was the first season off since uh, 19, so whenever, when I was in high school, probably. So, because I'd actually played in some college with uh, Roger Herring at lacrosse and coached pretty much since the day I, I uh, left college. Um, it was it was unique, but we actually were similar to, in, in some ways, to John. 
my wife, Pam, had, had supported me so much over the years that it was now time for me to kind of turn, uh, flip the page and, and make sure whatever she wanted. So she, uh, she really wanted to move here. It, the, the selling our home and moving here was a whirlwind, uh, uh, a story that is unbelievable, but we found a comparable home and we were able to do that in, in, in just uh, like three months time, which is incredible. And it all came together, um, you know, at the drop of a hat and boom, we were gone. And you didn't have time to think about football because we we're in the process of, uh, we'd lived in our home up in Wisconsin for, for golly, 30 years, darn near. And uh, moving out of 30 years, out of home living for 30 years is not a one weekend uh, ordeal. And so it, it took us forever to get that taken care of. And we were so dang busy. I, I didn't even have time to think about football that first fall. And, and we finally got that taken care of. And the second fall, I missed it a little bit more. I still follow what's going on up in Wisconsin. Haven't gotten into Georgia football too much. I hear they play pretty good football down here, uh, but I haven't gotten into it too much. But uh, like John, uh, I'm spending my days uh, driving my wife around and uh, to various shops and uh, have, making sure we uh, keep going and have some fun things to do and uh, really enjoying being retired and, and uh, the whole nine yards. Yeah, plus well, you golf a little bit, I hear. I do. We actually joined a little club down the road, semi-private, uh, public and private. But uh, I do get out a couple times. and My game has gotten a little better, Coach. So not, it's not like good now. It's not where it needs to be, but it's gotten a little better. So, And you can play. I played in December and January down here, John. And uh, <laughs> I tell you what. I was the only guy in the course one night, one day, but you know what? I wasn't going to let that. It was 40 degrees, and they thought it was cold. I thought it was a beautiful December day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, uh, both of you, uh, a little bit unique, perhaps, compared to other coaches that step away in that you really did truly get away. Coach Keel, you moved to Georgia. Coach Hoke, you moved up to uh, your, your original area up in the Pepin, Alma area, um, and you weren't around town. You weren't around school. You weren't around the program. In some ways, does it make it, did it make it easier that you were just completely gone and you weren't there? You weren't seeing all of the people, hearing people say, well, what do you think about what these guys are doing, the new guys, or what do you think about the team this year? Coach Oak, it, it, did, did that make it easier in some respects that you were just gone completely? I think it did. I think that's, I think it would be really tough. I, I you know, and I, you know, you don't retire too many times, I don't think. So, uh, but, you know, to step away from it and not be uh, by there, I still kept in contact with coaches and they would text me or email me or call me every once in a while that were on my staff that still stayed on the staff, which I was so thankful for because um, it was a great staff. And so I, 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 getting away from it was easy. I, I enjoyed I enjoy hunting. Believe it or not, I took up a lot of hunting this first fall. Now this next fall, the, the coming up here with me being a volunteer, that might be limited again. But Dave, like you, I I go off two to three times a week, and uh, it, it's and I told the coach when I volunteered, I said Wednesday is my golf day. That's an all day golf day, so I can't <laughs> coach Wednesday, but I'll coach every other day that you want. <laughs> coach Keel, getting uh getting down to Georgia, and again not being around the team, the community, the players, did, did that in some ways feel like it it made it easier to step aside? Without a doubt, it did. Uh, there's still contact with some of the coaches and some of the players. In fact, I've always told the players they need anything, give me a holler, and some have, and that's that's important. But I, I, I think as you step away, 
they, they, they don't want to look back. They want to look forward and looking back, obviously, you know, it's positive for some folks, but, but it, it, it's not good necessarily for the program. They need to focus on today and tomorrow and what's good for today and tomorrow. And th as much as uh, that uh, doesn't include me in a lot of things, that's perfectly okay. It needs to be about the players today, about the coaches today and what they need to do to be successful. And I, and I appreciate that. I don't have any, uh, any concerns or regrets that things are going well. And uh, I, I'm very excited for where they're, where they're at and where they're headed. Well, the old adage is coaches never die. They just go coach somewhere else. And Coach Hoke, as you alluded to, that's exactly what you're doing this year at, at Papinama. Uh, what, what made you want to or open to the idea of coming back and, and coaching in some capacity, not as a head coach, obviously, yet? Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Well, they got, uh, but getting getting back in there and, and getting back after it in the, uh, this fall. Well, they got an excellent coach. Mike Olson's just a super guy, and I've talked to him. And and uh, my niece's boy is a was a starter for, on both sides of the ball last year, so I went and saw him in two or three games. And now I I watched Mike, and Mike would come over. What do you think we need to do in this and that? And I just mm -hmm. said, Hey, you're doing a great job. You know, keep it up. And, I'm just here as a spectator. Now I've stepped in and and mainly because Mike runs a great program. I've seen what he's done uh, and what he does with a small school. And I thought, hey, I could I could maybe give a help a little bit. But once I got out there this week, it's just like I was back in the saddle and riding a horse again. But it's definitely different because I'm I'm not the head coach. I don't have to deal with the paperwork you know that Dave and uh, all the things you have to worry about does this kid are we all got physicals right type of helmets even though you worry about those things you know all that paperwork and administration stuff you had to do as a head coach I show up uh, Mike hands out a practice plan for the whole week so I look it over write notes on there what I need to do and uh, go to practice and when I get done I go golf <laughs> that's the life right there um, yeah, coach coach keel you indicated you have not gotten back into the coaching realm yet have you thought about it have you made any contacts are you is that down the road or it could be down the, the road still? Travis. yeah no it could be down the road i i'm actually doing some things coaching with coaches uh working with coaches behind the scenes helping them to uh to up their game and to to coach uh, their kids and their coaches, and uh, in addition to that, working with parents and programs and actually athletes and programs. So I'm staying involved in a slightly different capacity uh, than the sideline every Friday night, helping all of the um, the people involved in in coaching to recognize the value of being involved in sports, uh, particularly at the youth level and the many lessons that that sports can help teach our young athletes and their parents and their teammates about how to be better because of your involvement in sports. So I get to do uh, things along those ways with a variety of um, organizations near where we live. And, uh, and actually, I've traveled all the way to Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, they uh, in Montgomery, Alabama, Tuscaloosa. And so the things that uh, are happening, not just in, in Georgia and the South, uh, but just, just helping young people, parents, teammates to recognize the value of, of youth sports. It's a very, very good experience for me. Keeps me involved in the coaching component and also involved, involved in helping uh, future coaches become even more successful. 
Well, last year was a great year for your old program, the Homestead Highlanders. They made it to to the state championship game, came up short against a very good Wanakee team. But what was that experience like following them from afar? Did you get back for any games? Uh, And just, you know, that experience of knowing so many of those coaches, so many of those players still, uh, and went on to have success last year. That was spectacular for the Highlanders. Uh, we were actually traveling to Arizona to visit our daughter during the state game. So I was getting regular updates from a couple of different folks at the game. Um, I did not get to see any game live, but I got to see some online, uh, which was kind of exciting. Uh, it was really a great run to go from a, a, a where they ended up in conference to the state championship game was darn spectacular. And and speaking with the coaches afterwards, they thought they could have actually won that ball game, had some opportunities and, uh, and didn't quite work out the way it did, but uh, I've been on the losing end of that game and it's not a lot of fun uh, for sure. Uh, But they had a terrific season. I think they're primed and, and, and set to go for this particular season, this, this eighth grade class that are now seniors, won the AAYFL, which is the Milwaukee area, Southeastern Wisconsin area, grand championship uh, back uh, four years ago. So this is a good squad they got coming back, got good talent, good leadership. Coaches have been developing it all year long, I'm, I'm certain. And so I think they're going to, they got to be one of the favorites uh, in Division Two probably again this year. Coach Hulk, uh you are back coaching, helping at Pepin Alma, but you've stayed involved in high school football in Wisconsin this entire time, still involved with the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Executive Board, still the Hall of Fame uh, chairperson, involved in the clinic, the Hall of Fame banquet, everything that goes on with the WFCA. Um, let's let's talk about that end of it a little bit. Um, you know, there's a lot of conversations about what what is next for high school football in Wisconsin, what can we do better? whether it's playoffs, whether it's season start date, whether it's whatever. Um, what are some things that you're thinking about in that role with the WFCA uh, that you know we might see come up in conversations or possibly be instituted in the next few years? Well, I, I, I'm a little bit out on a, out on a wild side because I, I, you know, and when I say that, I'm kind of one of those people that how can we make our season shorter? Because it seems to start, you know, basically almost for some schools, four to five weeks before school starts. And that just doesn't seem, you know, correct. You know, so we could back that up a week somehow. I know we're really tied with medical reasons. Uh, Dan Brunner, uh, you know, our leader of the executive uh, of the WFCA, as an outstanding job of keeping track. And I, I have a little bit of involvement or whatever with, uh, you know, what can happen every year when we go to meetings and Dave, you were set on those. And when you hit the WIA, sometimes you hit a, I think we have a great idea and it gets like uh stoneballed and uh, you just, you, you just don't know what to do. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think Wisconsin's really was one of the leaders in, about the concussion stuff that we worked with and, you know, set up our, uh, our practice thoughts and plans. And you see that happening all over the country now. So I was, I really was excited about being a part of that. What I see happening in the future, definitely we got to get control of, uh, and Dave, Dave's doing it, youth football, you know, and, and, you know, we got to get our participation numbers to stay consistent. I'd hate to say go any lower. I'd like to say go 
get higher, but I don't know if that's possible. Kids seem to have a lot of different uh, interests or availability to do different things, you know, than in the old days or 20 years ago or 30 years ago or even 10 years ago with the technology that they have. You know, I, I, they play a lot more football with their fingers than they do with their feet. So um, if we could somehow get that back to where it is, and I think, you know, reducing the season, making uh, it not so competitive at a youth age and, and teach it the right way. I know we're working on that in Wisconsin. And I know Dave gave gave myself a lot of ideas that I've taken to the uh, to to even the Green Bay Packers, and Dave's been involved with that too, of trying to get the youth initiative really off with uh, that start. I would say that would be the biggest thing if we could get it down, to reduce the season by a week. You know, somehow make the playoffs. Uh, you know, so it doesn't go so long. You know, when when you're in Georgia, I'm sure it's pretty nice in December, as Dave says. So I tell you what, when when you're at the end of November in Wisconsin, they don't have deer hunting <laughs> clothes for nothing. <laughs> well, Coach Keel, you uh, you have, uh, as you said, spent some time working with coaches and those kind of supporting high school football in athletes okay. in in Georgia. Um, not necessarily what happens on the field. Uh, Georgia is a great high school football uh, hotbed, of course, but how is high school football different in Georgia than in Wisconsin from what you have been able to see? Again, not what's on the field, but everything that else goes on, the investment, the time of the season, uh, what contact they have in the spring and or summer, all those different things that go into it. How, how different in what ways is Georgia different than what you were used to back here in Wisconsin? Travis is even more rabid down here. Uh, a lot more kids are, are, are funneled into one sport even earlier than they are in Wisconsin. Uh, you don't see multi-sport athletes to the degree we do in Wisconsin, uh, which personally is something I'm not in favor of. Uh, I think that kids benefit from a variety of coaches and a variety of programs. Uh, and here, uh, way more than Wisconsin, kids get funneled into football, into baseball, into basketball, into whatever wrestling, whatever the situation will be very, very early. In fact, my neighbor who's, uh, whose son is literally in the sixth grade is already funneling himself into uh, basketball. And I'm like, are you sure you want to do that? And, you know, that's the mentality here. It's one of the things that uh, the South or in general uh, football rabid and, and to sports rabid uh, states really do. And to me, that uh, is not in the best interest of young people and the best interest of kids. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a kind of a lone voice here, but I say, hey, make sure you try to keep it involved in other sports. Don't just get involved in one. And, uh, and you know, anytime you get an opportunity for, for multi-sport athletes, promote that, promote different programs, take the values from one program, transfer them to other programs, recognize all of the good things that occur in a variety of programs. And uh, that's that's the best part of, of what I do today is uh, help. And I, I work with coaches at all different sports, which is kind of cool. Parents from the same sports, got a couple of parent clinics coming up in the next month. And uh, those guys, I mean, helping parents to recognize, hey, you need to be a parent not a coach. You got coaches doing their thing. Now parents need to do their thing. And, uh, and that means support the coach. Uh, you might not, you don't have to agree with the coach, but you should need to support the coach. And John will remember those days when, uh, 
some of the folks, and not many in Lancaster, of course, but uh, when, when the parents in the stands were not really uh, appreciative of some of the calls John may have made regarding their athlete. So uh, those are the kinds of things that I see that are different here. Um, not not terribly different, but but a, even a little bit more emphasis on what the uh, you know getting kids involved even way earlier than in Wisconsin. Well, guys, we'll uh, we'll wrap this conversation up. It was a great to catch up with both of you as always, and uh, very insightful uh, into what goes into being a coach and what goes into when that time comes to an end. Uh, so uh, again, thank you very much, Coach Hoke. Uh, thank you. Uh, hopefully we'll get to connect very soon. If if not, uh, uh, we'll look forward to the WFCA All-State uh, All meeting. And uh, Coach Keel, great to see you again. Again, great to catch up at the clinic this year. Hopefully we'll yeah, uh, we'll make I that agree. a yearly thing. And uh, best of luck down there and best of luck to the Pepinama Eagles this year as well. So appreciate it, guys. Travis, Travis and really appreciate uh, everything you do for WFC. A, uh, you know, you're a, you're a very important part uh, of our association, and uh, you know, you are the person that gets the information. Uh, people on Friday, people every day, every every day, probably look at something that you've posted or put out there, and it's just great. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I could, I could concur, uh, John. Good, good, uh, Travis. What you've done for sports athletes in Wisconsin is second to none. And uh, on behalf of the players, the coaches, uh, the parents in Wisconsin, thank you, Travis. Much appreciated. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And as they say, the check is in the mail. So thank you. <laughs> Again, big thank you to Coach Keel and Coach Hoke for coming on. A big thank you to them for the kind words as well. And uh, it was great to catch up with them. Two of the best coaches this state has ever seen. And, you know, they're, they're moving on. They're doing some different things. But uh, still, still involved in, in different capacities, still involved with young people, still involved with, with football in, in some way. And, and that's awesome. That's what we love to see. But that will, uh, that will wrap things up for today. We're going to move on. We're going to uh, start continuing uh, our, our, our preparations for the high school football season, as many teams out there, out there are as well. Moving into helmet and shoulder pads time, uh, getting into full pads next week. So... Best of luck to all those teams getting underway this week. Eight player gets underway next week, by the way. Best of luck to those teams as well. Uh, we previewed a bunch of the eight player conferences yesterday on WSN. We'll do uh, the rest of them next Wednesday as well. And uh, great to great to see that game, that eight player game, continue to grow. One more chance to help save lives on Wisconsin roads and eliminate crashes. Join the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's new campaign, Buckle Up, Phone Down. Commit to always buckle your seatbelt and put your phone down while driving, every trip, every time. Take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. That will do it for today, though. We're going to sign off and, uh, and again, let, uh, let you get back to enjoying the preparations for high school football. This has been a WSN podcast. I am Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game.